actually what I'm most excited about right now is the growing group of Robusta coffee farmers who are treating Robusta as if it was Arabica, growing it, processing it uh, in a way that um, my mind is, is blown as well as to the potential of what Robusta can be if it's done right. Welcome back to the Fifth Wave podcast. I'm Jeffrey Young, Editor-in-Chief of Fifth Wave. Thailand is a beautiful nation steeped in cultural heritage, renowned for breathtaking landscapes, secluded beaches, delicious cuisine, and a thriving tourist trade. But it also boasts a lesser-known yet burgeoning coffee industry. While traditionally recognized for its robusta coffee production in the southern regions, the cultivation of quality Arabica in the northern territories has steadily gained momentum in recent decades. I was lucky enough to visit Bangkok earlier this year and I was blown away by the buzz and excitement for specialty coffee and the increasing interest in Thai-grown coffee. So what's the opportunity for specialty coffee in Thailand and for the broader coffee shop market in general? Over the course of the next few weeks, I'll be having conversations with some of the leading players and innovators across Thailand's vibrant coffee scene. And we start with Varat Vishit Vatican, also known as Tay, founder of Kines Group, a boutique F&B group in Bangkok. Founded in 2007 from a single coffee shop, Kines Group has grown to a portfolio of 20 hospitality venues across eight brands, including Roots Coffee, a roastery and coffee shop chain, Roast, a casual dining space, and Monty's, a coffee and bagel shop. In our conversation, Tay discusses the evolution of Thailand's specialty coffee scene over the past 15 years, and he shares the joys of collaborating with other creative and passionate entrepreneurs. He also highlights his vision to reconnect Thailand's traditional coffee drinking culture with the nation's growing pride for Thai-grown coffee. Welcome, Tay. Thank you for having me. I wonder if you could tell us about your own background and how you got into coffee. I started coffee in 2007, so it's about 15 years ago. And I, I, I think the story is just like a lot of coffee professional nowadays. So you kind of fell into that rabbit hole where you started drinking just regular coffee and then you had that one cup, right, where your world kind of turned over and you're like, oh, this is specialty coffee and you know it's delicious and it can be like this and then you just kept learning more and more about it and then one day you realize oh actually i i want to do this for a living yeah <laughs> so that's how i kind of started um from a very small cafe back in 2007 like a 12-seater cafe and then it just kind of grew on from there what was the original brand called the first cafe was a like a very small neighborhood cafe called Ohana Cafe. And back then it was, you know, besides the big coffee brands, um, international brands, there weren't really any uh, independent coffee shops, uh, only a handful of them doing specialty coffee. So I just wanted to uh, bring this to, to Bangkok and share it with the, with, with the neighborhood that I lived in at that time. You now have the Kinnis Group. Tell us about the Kinnis Group. What sort of coffee activities have you got inside it? We have a few um, 
restaurant and cafe brands. One of them um, that you know I think especially focuses on coffee is called Roots Coffee, and we um, basically work with uh, local farmers in the northern part of Thailand to um, develop and showcase Thai specialty coffee to to the, the people who are coming to visit us in Thailand. Um, and the other half of Kinnis Group is basically we run um, many like community spaces. We have something called the Commons, which is a, a community space in a few places in Bangkok as well. So Roots Coffee, um, they're coffee shops, are they? Yes, um, we started off as a roastery, um, just doing basically roasting for one of our cafes. And then at our roastery at that time, we just decided to um, basically put up a bar. <laughs> yeah. And you know, with no menu pretty much and no cashier and we open it on, up on, on the weekends to kind of just to allow some coffee lovers to come in and kind of see our workspace. We re- didn't really expect anything that much. And, you know, everything was um, on a, you know, honesty system. You drink and you kind of pay by yourself, that kind of thing. And from that time, about 10, 11 years ago, um, I guess people just really enjoyed um, the coffee that we do and, and the hospitality that we, we, we provide. So um, it became more than just that one single location now. And, and, you know, the team is growing and we're still loving and, you know, serving Thai specialty coffee to people. That's kind of the goal. Yeah. And you have Roast as well. Is that, is that a separate brand? That's more of a, our like restaurant brand. So it's yeah. a sister brand to, yeah. to Roots. And we started that in... 2011 but at that time i think you know like the cafe or the brunch culture was not really there yet in bangkok so i i I wanted to kind of bring in this um this culture and the the things i i I miss while perhaps when i was in the states and i i kind of miss that moment where you go and you hang out with your friends and family and you can you know have a uh a great food and great conversations in a place mm-hmm. that's very casual. Yeah. So um, yeah. at that time, there weren't a lot of these places. So, you know, I wanted to to, to bring that to to the industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also see a, a bagel and coffee shop there in your, in your portfolio. Tell us about that. It's really weird. Like I started from like a very small shop, but then I kept running into people who love doing like their things, right? Like I met a, sh- a chef who's, and, you know, an amazing chef who loves cooking comfort food. And that's how Rose came about. And, you know, another person named Gordon, who like is an amazing coffee roaster. And that's how we, you know, put together Roots. And, you know, like this is another guy, Chef Bomb, who's, you know, been making bakery with us for a long time. And, you know, he has a passion for making breads and sourdough bagels. And so it kind of evolved into a bagel shop now. And mm-hmm. it's, it's fun to see, see the team kind of grow and mm-hmm. doing uh, different things. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you see, you know, in this last 15 years in, in the industry, how has it changed and, and what does it look like today? And what do you feel about the opportunities are ahead for coffee in, in Thailand? It has changed a lot, especially in the past five years, I feel, um, 15 years ago, there, there, there was only a handful of people who were, you know, brewing, roasting specialty coffee. Um, now you essentially can find it in every corner, in every, on every street of Bangkok. I think um, Thai people are very entrepreneurial and we love to eat and drink. 
So um, as a culture, we, we, we enjoy great food and drinks. So um, specialty coffee has been kind of growing quite a lot in the past three to five years. And, you know, with new, new operators, younger people coming in to join the scene. Yeah. Um, and I think what I enjoy the most is that like now it's quite hard to find bad coffee in, in any part of town. You know, Bangkok is, is big. Um, but it seems big too because the traffic is really bad. So it's hard to kind of get to from one place to another. But, you know, I'm pretty sure that no matter where you are, you can drive five minutes and find great coffee if you really look, look for it. One of the goals for our team that we set out was to make specialty coffee more accessible to the market. I think at this point, like we didn't achieve that goal by ourselves, but, you know, like it has happened. So that is very, very um, good to see. But at the same time, as an, a business operator, there's uh, a lot of competition, a lot of choices yeah. uh, for the consumers. So you have to, um, in a way, uh, try to find kind of your own niche or your own market. I think if you are coming in just now, it's going to be very hard to to break through the noise and through the crowd um, yep. unless you have yep. um, a really good, unique selling point, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this specialty coffee... Um, trend happening outside Bangkok? Yes, that's another thing that I think, you know, is very interesting. I think, especially after COVID, a lot of people who used to maybe work or live in Bangkok uh, decided to move out of the city to return to their maybe hometown or go live in another city where it's, you know, less uh, chaotic, (laughs) you know. um, so a lot of these people also open up restaurants and cafes serving specialty coffee. So if you go to another big city or in Thailand, let's say like maybe you have heard like Pattaya or Phuket or Samui or Chiang Mai yeah. or, you know, like all these cities who have a bunch of good specialty coffee places as well. That's quite a new phenomenon, yeah. I think, for, yeah. you know, that just has happened in the past couple of years. Yeah. I think there'll be a point where uh, things will start to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, like you said, there's a lot of new buildings and a lot of people doing this, but I think eventually um, you're going to really kind of get to the point where the, the opening, we, we have a joke that, you know, like the new cafe opens every week, you know, like mm-hmm. that's going to slow down. And, you know, the people who are going to really be around for a long time will really kind of showcase who they are yeah i must say um went to a an arabica store um on the 55th floor of one of thailand's biggest buildings and i was expecting it to be a kind of a mini feature but it was actually the entire floor taken up and there were like hundreds you know i'm sure thousands over the course of a day just the volumes of people taking this in um brands like arabica and others uh, do you think they're the entry of, of a few players from abroad has helped to accelerate this trend or, or is this coming from within Thailand itself? I think Arabica has helped with the pushing the specialty scene. I think that's, that's for sure. Um, it has made people who are not so interested in specialty coffee kind of take notice. But I think the industry kind of really came about from local players more than anything else. Like with COVID as well, where, you know, everyone kind of stuck at home, can't go anywhere. Like a lot more people are brewing coffee at home now, but now with the no restrictions, kind of life kind of back to normal. I think everyone kind of knows 
what good coffee is as well. And they're searching for that, their favorite place closer to, you know, close to their homes or their office. Yeah. So like, um, it's not just the international brands, um, but I think it's really like the creative local vendors all around town that has also elevated the, the taste palette of the city, yeah. I, I would say. Yeah. There must be something deep in the Thai culture as well that relates to coffee because um, many people may not know, but they will know now that Thailand actually produces its own coffee. How important is that to your business? It's why we started our business, really. It's, it's our core, it's our kind of guiding light in a way. Like I, I first started coffee because I enjoyed specialty coffee from all over the world, right? And then as a local, I didn't even know that we had a lot of coffee being produced here, <laughs> you know, which is kind of crazy, right? Like I've lived here my en entire life and, you know, you, you didn't really pay attention to it and you kind of even thought that it was not that good. Yeah. And after a few years, after I started the coffee business, I started traveling um, up to the different parts that was growing coffee and meeting coffee farmers. And I realized like, oh, we have this great thing here and a lot of farmers who are trying to do some really quality um, coffee beans, but you know, no one was really paying attention. No one was really um, trying to highlight or showcase their work. And I just felt like it had to be someone's job to kind of get people to know more about this. Mm -hmm. So um, in 2015, 16, we, decided to stop importing um, any coffee from abroad and work exclusively uh, with Thai coffee farmers um, in different regions. So now we, we, we source coffee from six different provinces now, from 20-something uh, families who are growing coffee, you know, either first, second, or third generation, and trying to work with them to kind of develop the coffee um, quality and also tell their stories to, to the customers. And is it um, Arabica coffee or a Robusta coffee mix of both across Thailand? Up north is um, mostly Arabica coffee, but down south is mostly um, Robusta and is almost exclusively grown for um, the big companies that right. do um, instant coffee yeah. or canned coffee. We've been working with Arabica coffee farmers for quite some years now, mm -hmm. but actually what I'm most excited about right now is the growing group of Robusta coffee farmers yeah. who are yeah. treating Robusta as if it was Arabica, growing it, processing it uh, in a way that like um, my mind is, is blown as well as to like the potential of what Robusta can be if it's done right. So yeah. I'm, I'm very excited about that frontier right now. And then I understand sort of so up north, is it around the sort of the Chiang Mai area or where, where is the, where would we find the best Arabica coffee farms in Thailand? Yes, that's like Chiang Mai, uh, Chiang Rai, or there's another province called Nan. Um, but actually, you know, like I wouldn't be able to say which province has the best mm -hmm. coffee. It really depends who is growing, where it's grown more than, and what variety is grown. Right. Um, there's this guy, his name is Caleb, who's uh, in Nan, and he's been growing geisha variety there uh, for more than a decade already, and it's amazing, right? But you wouldn't be able to find a lot of like uh, geisha variety coffee plants all over Thailand, but you know, there'll be pockets of it in, in that province. 
while at the same time, you know, there there would be some areas in um, it's another province called Lampang, which is not known for coffee at all. But then um, there's this scientist who loves experimenting with coffee processing, and now every coffee that he does is eighty five plus. You know, like and it's really exciting uh, what's happening all around the country, and um, I think we're just really seeing maybe the beginning of what Thailand can be uh, in terms of a producing country. Uh, I think a lot of more people are going to keep an eye on the development here yeah. uh, for Arabica. Um, but because there's so much demand locally, very little gets exported. And so I think that's, that's maybe the, the, the obstacle to um, maybe people abroad being able to experience Thai coffee. I, I think we, we also want, like... Um, I competed in one of the, the barista competition and was uh, a pro representative of Thailand um, in 2014 mm -hmm. to, to the WBC. And, you know, like I still remember one of the judges in the national level who was um, a foreign person said, who said that whatever you do when you go to the world stage, like don't use Thai coffee. It's not good enough. You know, like mm. at that time, I didn't really appreciate that much. Huh. Um, and felt a little bit offended by it. Although I understand what he means, right? At that yeah. time, you'd have to use yeah. like, you know, ex like 90 plus coffee mm -hmm. to compete in the world stage or so on. But now I, I, I would be very happy for him to try the top quality Thai coffee again. I'm sure okay. like we're, we're not far behind some of the best in the world, even though the qu quantity is not there yet. Yeah. But the quality, I think we know we're, I'm very happy to see how far uh, we have come in the past decade. I wonder how this is all, you know, filtered down into the, the coffee drinking culture. How has coffee drinking in Thailand changed? So what did the average Thai person drink as coffee in the home and out of the home, say 15 years ago when you began? And what are they drinking now? I feel like, you know, that so many types of coffee culture in Thailand, uh, 15 years ago, there would be maybe the more local traditional like old school style kind of like go ptm which is like very dark roasted uh robusta coffee kind of like a, a salt kind of brewing type um you drink it with like condensed milk and stuff yeah. like that and it's yeah. it's a place where a lot of people go to have breakfast and meet the local community right mm -hmm. so that i think that's the history the heritage of coffee culture that we had that i i really find it charming mm -hmm. and then the other alternative is like the Starbucks type of um, brands. And there's really nothing in between. Mm -hmm. um, there, there might be some small like mums and pups, like independent coffee stalls, but not so much more than that. Um, now I think, you know, there's so many t different types of like uh, ways to drink coffee. So from like very high end coffee to more of the still um espresso based out drinking, but at a more very affordable prices. So I think, you know, the, the general market already knows the espresso, the cafe latte, cappuccino, that kind of thing. So it's very accessible and it has many range in terms of price. So I think coffee is really in everyone's lifestyle now, mm -hmm. even down to vending machines that makes freshly brewed coffee for you. It's really kind of built into um, everyone's life. Um, but what we're kind of working on now is actually um, to bring back this kind of 
disappearing um, culture of the old local way of drinking coffee. Like, I felt like that is disappearing and it's being becoming more and more of the Western culture taking over. Mm -hmm. So I feel like maybe the next step for Roots is to kind of look back to see how things have been done in the past. Can be, can it be done better? And kind of bring back that vibe and that that way of enjoying coffee um, along with the more more modern Western kind of coffee culture as well. Mm -hmm. And is the average person that's drinking coffee in a let's say in a specialty coffee venue, are they are they drinking more the kind of milky based espresso drinks or or is filter um, really really popular? Filter is n not like very popular. It would be a small percentage mm -hmm. of specialty coffee. Um, what most stores will sell, except for maybe one place that's called um, Gallery Drip Coffee, and they're like one of the pioneers as well, and mm -hmm. they don't even have an espresso machine. Yeah. <laughs> so you know everything is a drip coffee, and yeah. they do like hundreds and hundreds of drip coffee a day, which yeah. is like amazing. Yeah. But um, most, for the most part, um, it's an iced beverage that uh. people have. So it's a ice americano, ice cafe latte, um, or hot uh, drip coffee. Not really there yet, although yeah. I think you know after you're a specialty coffee drinker for a certain amount of years, then you become a filter coffee drinkers. In, in at least that's what I see in Thailand. And so, um, just to finish off here, what what do you think the future going to be for uh, specialty coffee and just coffee drinking in general for Thailand? I think there's going to be a, like a, sl a slowdown a little bit yeah. um, on yeah. on the openings and everything. O although I think it's not a fad, it's not a trend, it's here to stay and it's only going to get bigger. Um, but I think, you know, um, Thai people, our purchasing power is, you know, is limited compared to more of the developed countries, but especially coffee prices are really high, you know, like. I feel like now the price is inflated a little bit. It's going to kind of fall back down to where it should be. And then whoever can provide the best quality at that price will, will, will stay on. Um, I think the rest, you know, will some, there might be some exits and um, less openings. So I think um, as specialty coffee is, is here to stay. Yeah. But I, I, I hope to see, at least in Thailand, the development of specialty robusta, uh, I think that's that's something that you know, um, in Thailand at least we have a long history of growing this as compared to uh, Arabica, which is only like 30, 40 years. Really, we have a lot of places to grow great robusta coffee, and I think it'll be exciting to see how this can change perception of people in the future. And we we hope to be one of the people who can change people's minds about what Robusta Coffee can be as well. Thanks so much for joining us here today on Fifth Wave. Thank you so much for sharing the story of Thai coffee as well. And that's all for this week's Fifth Wave podcast. Please subscribe to Fifth Wave wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've enjoyed this show, please recommend us to a friend or give us a five-star rating. And to stay informed, visit worldcoffeebottle.com to access all the latest global coffee news, including the weekly coffee dose, our newsletter sharing the breaking news stories of the week. This episode was produced in the one and only Serendipity Studios in glorious Camden, North London. It was produced by myself, Jeffrey Young, Hannah Heath, 
and sound engineering by Chris Bristow. And this week's song in collaboration with the Coffee Music Project is Sad Sometimes by Berlin-based artist Rosin. Until next time, stay safe, stay passionate, and stay caffeinated. Can't you hear the sound?